Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Marge. Hello, everyone, your favorite host of your favorite edibles podcast, Bite Me the Show About Edibles, coming to you from Canada. Nice. We have Bubblehawk. G'day, guys, your favorite drop bear wrangler from down here in Oz on the East Coast. Hope we're all very high and enjoying the morning slash evening, depending where you are. The day, just enjoying the day. The day, yes. yeah. Because there are people who download the show as well. It could be any time of day. It might be just about this is... bedtime for them. And for some reason, they like to load up the podcast before they go to bed and fall asleep listening to us talk. Because our voices sounds. are so soft and soothing to them. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. <laughs> we also have Monkey Do. What's up, Monkey? Uh, not much, man. Monkey down here in the southeast U.S. enjoying some liquid sunshine today. Uh, liquid be- sunshine? Yes, you know the kind that you can pour in a glass and actually drink. Piss? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said I said a swear. I said I said a swear word. Oh, oh no. well. Oh no. There we go. We're flag. Oh well. Oh well. We tried, everybody. We tried. All right. We're fucked now, so let's yes. just move on. And now Marge just goes full in. She drops the F bomb. In for a penny, in for a pound. That's right. Let's not yeah. fool ourselves here. I thought, I thought the need... ladies were supposed to be the reserved and more, you know, refined <clears throat> ones here. Mar- Marge well, drops an F bomb. That's right. <laughs> when the situation calls for it. Start as we mean to go on, hey. And uh, TG is not here this week again. He's still got the uh, this week off, but he's going to be back with us next week. He's busy doing personal life things because he has one of those, which is cool. <laughs> we don't. We, we just, you know, we just sit in our chairs waiting for the next Sunday to come along so we can get the next show up and running. Maybe you do. Do you not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seven days a week, I'm here waiting. When's the show going to start? When's the show going to start? Let me check that timer for the next stream. (laughs) You have 100 hours until the next show. But yeah, thanks for joining us there, everybody. Make sure you hit that like button. I'll be watching this YouTube channel called Mr. Bolan. The uh, wife watches it. He tells scary stories and stuff. And he always says stupid things like, remember to get the like button and serve it a cold cup of coffee with too much milk and two splendors it's like what the what is this guy going on about but anyway i thought maybe we should be more creative with what we say about the like button so hit that like button or is that the right word hit that like thumb like (laughs) it's it's the first like it's the first bong of the day how's that sound yeah Okay, yeah, I like that. that. Yes, yeah. I think so. Okay, that will work. <laughs> we'll use that in future, everybody. Okay. Well, so. while while you're adding things, can we? Um, is, is there any chance? I don't want to give you any more work, but can you make like a little animation of like a referee with a red flag? So whenever we somebody says something wrong or that's going to get us flagged, he can just come across the screen and throw a flag on the play. It'll be constantly oh, walking be backwards and forwards across the screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he's got to do a little dance as he goes across too. Then people be like, "What's this? Yeah. Ar- Argentina playing France? What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for, thanks for joining us, everybody. Make sure you hit the like button. Blah blah blah. So what are you smoking on this week, monkey? What you got, man? Uh, back on strawberry cough this week. Oh, nice. All reliable. Nice. Yes, mm-hmm. very good stuff. What was this thing you were saying about the edibles before you started? he should be making them yeah, yeah for, should, for should, sure bro <laughs> definitely yeah i ended up with a surplus of, of cannabis from a couple of really good harvests and i'm gonna have to figure ways of using this stuff effectively before it goes perish right so yeah edibles are on the horizon I'm, I, I do edibles now but more edibles are on the horizon yes monkey <laughs> fuck around and find yeah. out gummies <laughs> yes. yeah i'm thinking about rso gummies you know yeah, yeah. Nice. 12, there's a 12 mil of oh. straight into like 12 gummies. <laughs> there's a real good podcast out there with loads of good recipes and techniques on how to make your own cannabis edibles. Marge, you might have heard of it. 
I have. I have heard of it. I think it's called Bite Me, the show about edibles available. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. So wherever you download this podcast, you can also download Bite Me, the show about edibles. So make sure you check out Marge's podcast as well. If you listen to this show, go and get a little bit extra by listening to Marge's show as well. It's all free, just like High and Homegrown is. You check it out, download it, check out some of the episodes from Marge, some very nice recipes over there. And on next week's show as well, we're going to cover decarboxylating cannabis for when you're making edibles and stuff. So you're going to be learning more about edibles over the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned yes. there, everybody. <laughs> Marge is heaps excited. I am. Yes. I am. In the background. You can't tell. Yeah. You heard that. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you smoking, Marge? What you got this week? Uh, this week, I have a nice selection of Field Dog number three from our good friend TG, which oh, cool. I often mm. have to mix with a little bit of uh, CBD because it gets me real fucked up. God damn, it's like Marge has just been smoking TG weed for three weeks now. <laughs> yeah. I kind of have been, yeah. I mean, I have my own that I grew, but I'm liking the new shit, so. <laughs> nice, nice. And what you got, Bubble? What are you squishing? Um, I, w- I was going to to vape some flour this morning. and um, what? And then what? I know, right? I know, right? And then I and then I walked in and, and I've, I've got this nice big puck of... Um, they've uh-huh. pressed wedding cake and uh-huh. Kent's, and so uh that's what uh-huh. i'm going for <laughs> yeah. yeah the flower went out the window when i spotted the rosin i probably shouldn't <laughs> have left it on the bench if i if i hadn't left it sitting there next to the dab rig i may not have been doing it yeah. but you know maybe next time bro maybe next yeah, time yeah maybe i can move back to flower <laughs> next time we'll see yeah so we do have some new stories to cover this week of course as we do a couple from australia from bubble this week and nothing yes. to, uh, I don't think there's going to be any major Mackie rants being kicking off this this week, but we'll see as we make our yeah, way through the show. Time will tell. Yeah, time, time will tell. tell. It might be like, what the, f-? you know, it could just happen <laughs> randomly out of the blue. So as they we'll, do. We'll find out as we go along. So, yes, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show and we should move on with the cannabis news. Are we all ready? Yes. Yeah, so let's do the news. Yes, yes. So we have the cannabis news and events from all over the world presented to you by High and Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGroveRoom.com. Professional. Check that shit. Check that shit. <laughs> Rusty Nails just quickly asked, why does Britain get to call itself great? Isn't it about the size of Idaho? It's because it used to be great, <laughs> mate. It used to be once upon a time, a long, long time ago. Oh, God. And Sparky says, Mackie, what the fuck is up with the NHS? Bro. Bro, there what are you go. trying to do, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. We're not talking about it. We're going to stick to cannabis news right now. But uh, yeah, the, the NHS is unfortunately broken beyond repair because we've had 12 years of Tory government who have slowly sold oh, it piece that. by there piece. Here we yeah. go. Here we go. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to rant. And then rants. not doing it, not doing <laughs> yeah. it. We, we need to have some background music to play when Mackie rants. Son of That's a, right. out there. You know, some soft, happy music, you know? No, hey. no, 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 not at all. <laughs> oh, we need like the, the Damien music, you know, that one? <laughs> anyway, we have some good news. We'll start off with some good news, I think. Monkey, you've got some good news coming from uh, the Far East, right? Yeah, now, you know, this is good news and it's mixed news too. So as, as cannabis use, news can usually be, but... Let's take a look at this. The Japanese government to ease prohibition on cannabis-derived medicines. It's pretty cool because we've covered it before. Asia has countries that are some of the strictest in the world as far as cannabis prohibition, and Japan has been one of them. But I learned some things in this article that we'll go through real quick because a lot's going to change over there, it seems like. Following months of discussion, Japan's Ministry of Health, Labor, and welfare is set to approve the use of pharmaceuticals containing cannabis and ing- as an ingredient in Japan, according to public broadcaster NHK. The Japanese legal system takes a particular hardline stance against drugs, and even the sm- possession of a small amount of cannabis is generally treated as a major crime. However, the following, however, following the approval of cannabis-based medicines in other nations, at the beginning of the year, the ministry formed a committee to discuss whether Japan should follow suit. And with the effectiveness of such medications in treating sufferers of refractory epilepsy and pain management, Japan's on board. So what I did not understand, though, see, I, d- I was aware that Japanese did, the Japanese did not have a medical cannabis program. And so this is excellent news, and that is opening up 
a uh, possibility of Japanese citizens getting their hands on medical cannabis to treat some what we, we would call the entry levels of, of these illnesses, uh, epilepsy and intractable pain and cancer, that kind of thing like that. They're not opening this stuff up to uh, stress relief or an insomnia or things like that. Unfortunately, in the Japanese culture, I, I was led to understand by the article that the Japanese prefer to not, not to address Med, uh, but they consider mental health issues with mm -hmm, prescriptions mm -hmm. and medications. So that's dealt with differently. So they won't be using cannabis for that right now, at least. You have to be strong, yeah. not bring shame on your family. Otherwise you have to <laughs> set the coup. Mm -hmm. right, that, that's the impression I get from the TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also important to bear in mind that with the revisions appears to be specifically for cannabis-based medicines, not marijuana leaves. In other words, they're not going to allow you to have whole flower. This is going to be cannabis-derived medicine extracts and such things such as this. From leaves? Uh, yeah, no whole flower. You, you'll mm. have to be using tinctures or, or I guess even dabs or, or something like that, but no whole, no, <sighs> no, no vegetable matter. Wow. I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with that with that comment about dabs, but at the same time, you should be able to press your own flower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, they're they're just starting here. They, they it's been pretty well uh, controlled, or at least I thought it was. Um, the article starts talking about it's uh, this the, the bill that they're going to pass is also going to criminalize possession of cannabis in Japan, and I already thought this was was the case. Um, and I actually even thought that it, they were going to uh, have a criminal uh, prosecution for use of cannabis, but that wasn't the case either yet over there. Uh, and that's oh. where I had to go into a different article. Uh, within the same bill, something else is going to happen. And so I went to a different article. It says Japan to criminalize cannabis use, but allow medical marijuana, expert panel report says. So huh. uh Marijuana use will be criminalized under revisions in Japan's cannabis control law, a health ministry expert stated in a report released on June the 11th of last year. Um, the, the expert panel is now deliberating specific measures ahead of revisions to the Cannabis Control Act next year. While the current law enacted in 1948 prohibits the possession and cultivation of can cannabis, there's no criminal punishment for its use, such as smoking it. The introduction of a provision banning the use of such uh, of use of such of the drug has previously been put off as farmers who cultivate the plant, which is used to make hemp ropes for Shinto shrines and other use, can inhale it as they work. So I, I did not understand this until I read this. Uh, Japan has an industry of, of cultivating hemp to make hemp ropes for traditional temples and, and things such as this. And so they were concerned that if they instituted a ban on any type of, of consumption of cannabis, that the farmers who were handling the hemp could test positive and be charged under the law. So to Wrong. protect their heritage, so protecting their heritage, they did not put that provision down there at the time in 1948. They didn't say you couldn't consume it because they were afraid it, it would impugn these farmers. But now they've done studies and the studies have, have checked and rechecked and double checked some of these farmers. And even after they're farming and handling the hemp, they're not testing positive for cannabinoids. So now as a part of this bill, that's gonna legalize medical cannabis in Japan, they're also going to criminalize the use of cannabis for non-medical patients. Mm. What so, the actual fuck, man? So that's yeah. good and bad news? Yeah, that's what I said. It's a great, great to get as far as getting the medical cannabis over there, but they're adding more penalties for recreational use, which is kind of, in my opinion, a step in the wrong direction. So yeah, that's a that's a weird one. Mm. It is a weird one. I don't know. How, I would take it as okay. Well, it's not as bad as it sounds because their penalty for just possessing it was pretty severe. Mm. But what this basically means now is that if they test you and you have it in your system, you can be charged. And we all know once you've taken it uh, enough, it stays in your system for months and months and months. But mm. Japan has had a very big problem with uh, uh, the uh, CBD derivatives over there um, because they're such a, an anti-cannabis culture. Uh, the things that we see over here, the Delta-8 was one of the mm -hmm. first things went over there and they made Delta 80 legal. And so then THCO showed up and they made that illegal. And then 
uh, what is it, HMR or something like that, HMH, HH, HA something or other. But anyway, that one showed up. And but it, if they're playing a game of chemistry over there, as one becomes illegal, the next one shows up, and it's all just CBD derivatives. It's a pretty right. lame, man. I was looking forward to trying some of that Fukushima weed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the, the ultimate bat weed. That's man. gonna be the yeah. shit. <laughs> you would turn into something when you smoke that stuff. Um. <laughs> so the Japanese it's arms and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, Sorry. no, that's fine. <laughs> but at least it sounds like Japan is finally starting to consider cannabis as an alternative now. I think Thailand coming out and, and, and going full speed ahead there. And there's some other small areas in Asia that are that are starting to open up. And it's kind of uh, just as as in North America. You know, Canada opens up and spark pieces of the U.S. open up and Mexico opens up. So this is all part of, of a domino effect as, mm -hmm. as more and more countries are coming on board now. I'm just a little bit disappointed in the fact that this whole, you know, consumption of cannabis is now illegal thing. That That is a step backwards. And I'm not even sure if they needed that over there. Crazy question shit, to that one, mm. The question to that one is, you know, uh, these derivatives, let's say the THCP or THCO, does that test in the system different than than standard Delta Nine THC? They probably don't know because it's never been studied. Yeah, mm. so I mean, which is why uh, you shouldn't be smoking it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't want to smoke it. To be honest, yeah. it's not you know my my opinion of that stuff. But yeah, you know, it's it's a confusing culture, man. Very much so. I hope they get it right. Yeah, man, for sure. But it doesn't seem as if they're heading in the right direction. And you said a couple of times from this article that they they had a panel of experts discuss it, and it's like. What is the criteria for being an expert on weed? Because all of these alleged experts never get it right. Yeah. It, it, it's always <laughs> just made worse. You might as well just leave it alone and everything will be fine, man. It's goddamn. What's wrong with these motherfuckers? Anyway. Well, I would hate to even suggest this, but it, it would actually help if, if they would actually get somebody who actually uses the medicine. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. might actually have some better information here, but. They're taking opinions of, of, of whoever, you know, <laughs> something. I read it on the internet, so let's get along. So imagine that you're in Japan, <laughs> right? You know what the rules are like over there for the possession of cannabis. And they're like, we're looking for cannabis users to come and tell <laughs> us about their use. Right. <laughs> Insane <laughs> shit, mate. What yeah, even is cannabis? Well, oh, my God. Wait a minute. No, no, no. That would be okay because you can remember under the old law, cannabis use was not illegal. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, possession was legally. And now it is. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> now it's crazy. Damn. It's nuts, man. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it goes to show you that no country's got a government that really seems to be on top of it all. It's just like they do. Oh, don't don't know what you're talking like about, this. mate. The UK government seems to be doing pretty well. Oh, yeah. Guys. Mackie rank incoming. Mm -hmm. Right. They're doing well for themselves. Fuck all the people. <laughs> There's oh, Mackie rank incoming. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have sort of a story from the UK here, which we can segue into. And uh, on, on this video, there's a dog spinning around on the ad. Sorry, you all missed it. But yeah, distracted. It's the goddamn stoners. Anyway, from the UK here, and you know how I like to bring these stories of injustice to you all so we can all get angry and wound up about how fucked over we are here in the UK. But anyway, dopey drug dealer. This is from the Daily Mail, so you're going to excuse the kind of language which oh. they use in their articles. Dopey drug dealer. It's like, fuck you now. Good. <laughs> fuck you, Daily Mail. Just fuck you. The Daily Fail. Dopey drug dealer is slammed by sister for getting caught picking up their £5,000 cannabis package at sorting office with sorry we missed you card after it, after his hand, sorry, in his hand after he popped out and missed delivery slot. And this article has actually won the award for longest title ever. What the actual fuck is going on there? <laughs> so essentially, these guys had something delivered to their house. It was a parcel with cannabis in it worth five grand. And when if you're not in, when the postman brings you a parcel, then he posts a card through your door saying, sorry, mm -hmm. you weren't in. You can rearrange your delivery or you can go pick it up from the sorting office. And they give you different options, all of which are shit. Uh, sometimes I leave it with a neighbor. You definitely don't want that happening with this kind of thing. You know? <laughs> But I'll read on. I'll read some of this article for you so you, you can get more idea of the story. We have a dopey drug smuggler 
was caught by police after his £5,000 cargo of American cannabis was forwarded to a Royal Mail sorting office when he missed a home delivery slot. Gary Patternet, 37, has been expecting his illicit parcel of... I'm using my quotation fingers here, everybody. You can't see them. (laughs) Parcel of Cali weed to be delivered to his home after he and his younger sibling ordered it online from a U.S. firm operating legally in California. So essentially, he legally bought this shit. He's like, he was allowed to buy this shit, man. He's, but, you know, we're just not allowed to have it in the U.K. unless it's by the from the government's friend. Uh, well, I mean, I can legally buy all the weed I want in Canada. I just can't have it shipped to the U.S. You That's know? what I was wondering, too. I'm surprised mm-hmm. it got shipped at all. That's but... it. It's like, who's to blame here? Surely the people right. sending it knew it was going to the UK and they should have said, hold on, you can't have it, mate, because your government are a bunch of pricks. But that didn't happen. They've just take, taken his money and sent illegal products to a country that doesn't allow it. So like, are they going to go and prosecute the people on the other side as well, being like, yo, you sh- we should fucking fine you or something for breaking the law in our country? Or will, will they just get to continue to take people's money in this way? Mm, stodgy. But what isn't in the UK nowadays? Uh, but the hapless father of two, nicknamed Bellend by his sister, brilliant, missed the delivery by an unusual, by an unsuspecting courier. He, uh, uh, I'm sorry, and he returned shortly afterwards to find a sorry we missed you card on his doorstep. This is one of those he's been waiting in all day. You've all been there, yeah. right? No, oh, dude, he's <laughs> like, you have one job. You know, you have one job. Yeah. One job. To answer one... the door. But he's probably waited in all day, right? It's come to like half four. <clears throat> and it's like, oh, God damn, he's still not here. I need to go get some papers. I don't have any papers. I need to roll something. So he's popped to the Tesco around the corner. It's been five minutes. And even though he's been waiting since eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah. for this package, it came oh. in the five minutes he left the house to get the papers. Bastards. Always the way. Always yeah, the way. Rookie move. Rookie move. Mm-hmm. So he says, <laughs> mother of one. Wait. Yeah, you no, know, just wait, man. Just wait. Just make a fucking bong out of a can or something, man. <laughs> and, yeah. then go to <laughs> and then hit it hit that like you hit the like button everybody hit that like button <laughs> mother mother of one natasha patnet that's his sister uh, then went on a tracking app to find the missing package before her brother went on a frantic mission to their nearest sorting office in Owlsmer port cheshire in hoping of collecting it and it doesn't work like that it's like the postman would continue to drive around on his route and wouldn't take it straight back to the sorting office so you can't once you get that card you can't just go sorting off it's going to be there you have to wait till the end of the day so it's most likely going to be there the next day you have to collect it uh, but police who have been called to the depot after staff raised the alarm ambushed Patnet as he arrived on his bike and arrested him. Arrived on his bike, meaning bicycle, <laughs> right? So let me just let me just break that down for you so you know what's going on. They spent five grand on a package of weed, but don't have a car. You get your priorities in order here. You should really have a vehicle. Come on, Mackie. He's trying to Sorry. reduce his carbon footprint, obviously. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. definitely top of the list getting, of priorities for this guy. Right, <laughs> by getting weed shipped from California, too. So. Cali weed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here's the guy on the screen now. You know, it looks like a really intelligent guy. It looks hungry as well. sorry i don't mean to be savage uh when searched patnet was found with the missed delivery card in his hand while his phone had a text message from natasha 34 that's his sister saying morning bellend do not forget the parcel (laughs) (laughs) at chester crown court the pair from alsmer port pleaded guilty to importation of a class b drug Ryan Rothwell, prosecuting, said police were notified by Royal Mail postal workers about the suspicious package on January 29th, 2022. Oh, that was the, I was like, well, that's that's like today. It's like, no, that was last year. God damn. Inside the package <laughs> was 225 grams of fairly high quality cannabis. You know, fairly high quality, not mind altering super stunk. So what's the problem here? <laughs> fairly, fairly high quality cannabis worth between £3,200 and £5,100. It was contained in 64 packets of what had been branded as Cali weed, Mr. Rothwell told the court. 
The package was addressed to where the defendant was staying with his partner at the time. It was addressed to a fictional female, Janet Baker. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we covered the story about um, Dispenser them guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they were making a million a month. But this guy here, you know, he's got th- between three grand and five grand's worth of cannabis, which is imported, spend his own money on, uh, about Half their own pound. money, yeah. both of them. You know, they they bought it and bought it and maybe trying to start a business like Dispenser Roo, but they've been guess, shut down. It says here there was 225 grams of the fairly high quality cannabis, which that yeah. sounds really expensive. That's it's, $20, uh, over $20. Uh, it's like ten, mean, 10 pound a gram, 10 pound a gram <laughs> right. in the UK usually. And when it's Cali weed, it's going to be probably twice as much. So you're looking like 20 right. pound a gram. It's ridiculous. The price of the cannabis in the UK, ridiculous, man. Uh, so I, I'm going to ask you a question with your, with your laws around post are they allowed to open the post? Like, how did they know? No, it's essentially supposed to be pound. the Queen's mail until it arrives to the addressee. So maybe because they just suspected it of being uh, an illegal substance, they was allowed to open it. There's probably uh, clauses. And it's obviously not the Queen's mail anymore. Just saying. That's what I was going to ask yeah, you. Yeah. Forgot about that, you know. <laughs> Lame. So- <laughs> The sausage, sausage fingers, finger you know, because he yeah. can't open the packages. It's not his. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pat, Pat Nett's phone was seized by police with, with officers finding messages to his sister that proved she was involved, the prosecutor added. Uh, a message received on January 27th, the day before, at 2.34 p.m., indicated she was messi- she messaged Mr. Pat Nett, the parcel has been delivered to yours, tracker says, so you need to answer, Mr. Rothwell told the court. The message indicated that Miss Patnet was, follow, was following the delivery of the parcel on a tracker. The following day, January 28th at 9.45 a.m., there was another message, morning bellend, don't forget the parcel. Not sure if it shut to 11 or 1 on a Friday. So it must have been delivered the day before and he's got the card and he's going to pick it up the next day. So they've already missed the delivery of it. Uh, the day after his arrest, Mr. Patnett stopped using that number. A search warrant was carried out at her address. So Miss Patnett stopped using that number. A search warrant was carried out at her address in March of last year. She was arrested. In interview, both defendants gave no comments to all questions. At least they have some sense. Patnett oh. had two previous convictions, one from 20, 2002, 20 fucking years ago, for aggravated vehicle taking. And the other from 2018 for traveling on the railway without paying his fare. <laughs> it's a mastermind. Yeah, obviously. mastermind yeah. criminal. The streets are so much safer in the UK right. now. <laughs> his sister had previous conviction from 2015 for smuggling steroids into prison, for which she was given 12 weeks suspended prison sentence. Defending Patnet, Paul Wood said, there is genuine remorse. <laughs> He has stayed out of trouble and he has been addressing a long-standing cocaine <clears throat> addiction. Look at this woman on the screen. Look, she's like, I can't believe I got caught. And she calls her brother Bellend. It's like, God damn. What the fuck? This article goes on for a bit longer. Um, he has two children aged seven and 12 and stays in contact with them every weekend. On the face of it, he is a responsible father. Jonathan Keane, who was defendant of Patnet's sister, says his client had previously been in an abusive relationship. He added, remorse has certainly been advanced in two ways. When she thinks of the impact of her offending on her, of her offending on her daughter, who is the sole carer for, she has insight about the impact of drugs on society, given the difficulties her brother suffered with, uh, with and she had... Br- brushes with in her past anyway it's all a load of shit from here they're just trying to make the people feel bad for having what i consider to be a small amount of cannabis you know and you all know i've ranted about it a few times now that there was that news article that we covered a few weeks ago where the guy had like probably 26 fucking kilograms of cannabis and seven grand in cash mm-hmm. and seven grams of cocaine and he wasn't sent to prison he was just like don't do it again and these guys, yeah. you know, they get prosecuted uh, and they do get prison time, right? I'm sure they, uh, it must say somewhere, but I can't be asked to read anymore this long ass article. You know, uh, 
Yeah, I just like that you scroll. called it a small amount of cannabis. Like only only a home grower would call half a pound a small amount. <laughs> you're, you're right, mate. You're right. Very true. Very true. When I first started home growing, I would have called it a huge amount, but now it's like, yeah, well, that's, that's all of this. No big deal. Oh yeah, there it is. A patent was ordered to complete 120 hours of unpaid work, along with 20 days of rehabilitative activity with the probation service. Due to her previous convictions, her sister was given. His sister was given 140 hours unpaid work, along with 20 days of rehabilitation. She was fined £46 at an earlier hearing for possessing amphetamines. Yeah. Okay. It sounds to me like they may have been watching. Yeah, they Mm. may have been watching them a bit closer. You think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If she's already been done for amphetamines, and then a package comes in, and, you know, I'm, I'm almost positive they probably didn't think about the smell. And the moment the moment something smells or leaks or ticks, mm-hmm. they're gonna open that package. So I feel like there was like uh, a lot of mistakes made along the way here. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like we call yeah. that a clusterfuck here. Right. Yes, yeah. that is the yeah. perfect way to describe it. It was a Pretty clusterfuck, so. right? Mm-hmm. From when they clicked on that website. But you know, it's <laughs> just I find it I find it very unjust that these people are getting prosecuted. You know, I know it's against the law and shit, but you know they've gone and spent their money on a legal product which they bought from abroad and had imported into the UK. Probably paid tax on that coming in as well. Uh, the dispensary are going to carry on doing their things, and good on them. I'm not saying anything's wrong with what they're doing, but at the end of the day, it's still illegal in this country. And how are they able to continue their huge operation? and bring in a million pound a month why these guys are getting prosecuted for like Bubblehawk said I didn't say a small amount of cannabis (laughs) (laughs) it's just a farce man it's fast and then we have that guy who had 27 fucking kilos and was let off there's no balance here man it's almost like they're going after the small players way more than the the big players which doesn't make any sense there's no consistency Uh, the big big players are going to pay a lot more tax you see Marge Right. And, and when Especially they go and raid own. the big guys, they take hundreds of thousands of pounds from them. Like the guys from last week who had like 300K taken from them and essentially had 2 million taken from them. That's why we covered the article, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that mm-hmm. gets put back into the fucking police service or whatever. So they leave them to get that big and then they'll go and bust them. So it's just a surprise right. to see them going in and taking a few small, uh, a couple of small dealers trying to start a new family business here. You know, <laughs> that's right. You know, maybe this is it what they, they've wanted for their whole fucking lives, man. They want wanting to just sell cannabis, and why shouldn't they be allowed to if they wanted to? It's, it's you know what? I reckon it's I reckon it's the importation part of it. I don't, you know, because delivery is probably sourcing from local. No, nah. whereas I don't you know, know, man. I don't know. It, they they purchased it legally, which should also raise flags. Like, there's countries in the world now where you can buy this amount of cannabis completely legally. It's like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Some countries still don't have their head up their fucking ass. It's a fast man. It's a fast, you know, if you can buy this shit from the USA completely legally or Canada completely legally, maybe it's like time we stepped into the modern fucking century and legalized cannabis. You dumb fucks. God damn. <laughs> it drives right. me crazy, man. It drives me fucking crazy. Come on. And then collect so, the tax revenue and use it for the same shit in the end anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. To, to uh, give themselves a raise. Isn't right. that what they do? <laughs> nice, the nice pat on the back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> next time, just a message to these guys, if they are listening to the show, you know, next time, fucking just wait in for the post to arrive. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Don't go in there with the slip and be like, where's my package? You know, be like, where's my package? <laughs> Which one? You should be able to smell it. What? Yeah, yeah. It's been one of those sixty-four packets. Yeah, yeah. The one with the Kelly weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we have a couple of articles from Bubblehawk, but we want to hit one of yours first. Yeah, we can do that. Um, so I have a couple only because I was searching for one, and and the last few I've had have been a little short. So, but I did see one come up, um, and it. I was going to go with it. The oh probably last week, but decided on not just to let you guys pick it up. Um, But this one is why Australian cannabis firms have a head start in a race to serve European market. Pardon me. Fuck. Sorry. Just hit that dab. And now I'm sitting (laughs) on my chest. Give me a sec. Okay. 
Australian exporters have a huge advantage in accessing Europe's budding cannabis market, says Little Green Farmers founder and CEO Fleeta Solomon. Uh, and that could uh, advance her company's already considerable footprint on the continent. Following two years of milestones, 2023 is expected to bring even more major changes for the European cannabis industry. All eyes will be firmly fixed on Germany, a country that's rapidly moving to establish the first commercial cannabis market in the continent. According to Statista, the German medicinal cannabis market will be worth at least $360 million in 2023, the largest and most profitable in Europe. The country is also at latter stages of legalising recreational cannabis, which is expected to go live in 2024. Experts believe that Germany will be a good yardstick and first crucible test for other European regulators. Uh, Germany, Czech Republic, Switzerland and elsewhere in Europe will show us the early blueprint of what a liberalised adult recreational market will look like beyond 2023, said Mark Brandl, research analyst at Arcview Consulting. Most analysts also expect the medical part of the sector will continue to blossom as hype from the recreational markets take a back seat. Uh, the therapeutics market in particular will shine above the rest, said a note out of uh, Oscar Capital. This year, we predict that European cannabis pharmaceutical markets will take investment away from recreational markets as investors prioritise stable and developed regulation with scientifically proven products. Germany is the focus, and it's no surprise that Australian cannabis producers are jostling each other for a piece of the action. Uh, right, so one company that's making leaps and bounds in capturing that market is ASX-listed Little Green Pharma. Uh, the Gina Reinhardt-backed company is betting on rapid legislative changes in Europe, especially in Germany, the UK, Italy, and France, where it already has a foothold. LGP's founder and CEO, Fleeta Solomon, explained that LGP and other cannabis flower producers in Australia were in pole position to serve the European market. Uh, the Australian GMP, the Good Manufacturing Practice, Regulatory framework is based on the European manufacturing standards, enabling the mutual recognition agreement between many European countries and Australia. That's really helpful for Australian exporters because all of a sudden you've got the US, which can't export because it's not federally, federally legal, and you've got the Canadians that don't automatically have manufacturing compliance with the EU guidelines. Uh, LGP's focus is on high-end pharmaceutical medicines, and it is it has identified Germany as the most important market across Europe. Solomon explained that Germany was the most liberal country on the continent when it comes to medical cannabis legislation, uh, which was passed in the country in 2017. At the moment, an estimated 60% of medical cannabis patients in Germany who apply for approval with their health insurer obtain some level of reimbursement. Uh, it's really interesting because it shows that cannabis as a medicine is treated in that country as a mainstream medicine, says Solomon. Um, where are we? LGP has for a while had large volume supply agreements with German distributors, but it got to a point where demand had outstripped what the company could produce out of its Western Australian facility. So in June 2021, LGP decided to acquire a fully operational GMP facility in Denmark from Canopy, Canopy Growth positioning itself as a leading global pure play medical or medicinal cannabis producer and the owner of one of the largest cannabis production assets in Europe. Uh, we've got a really big facility up there in Denmark. It's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest in Europe, said Solomon. In Congratulations. Well done, Solomon. Yeah. You fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So in, in calendar 2023, LGP is looking at selling more than a ton of cannabis flowers to Germany where it reasonably expects to earn $45 million in revenue over the next two or three years if exclusivity commitments are met by its distributors. Solomon explained that with med uh, medicinal cannabis, producers couldn't expect to get an order of one tonne at a time. You've got to have real patience first before you can do that. You can't just have a huge stockpile. Our vision is that our Australian facility will look after the APAC region, while our Danish cannabis facility looks after our European Union customers. So it gets it's a long one. It goes. I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, but essentially, it's um, yeah. It looks like we well, little green farmer has um, started getting a foothold over there. So that'll it'll be um, you guys will be smoking Australian cannabis. You can fuck off. You can fuck off. I don't want it. <laughs> Fucking <clears throat> yeah, shocking. Look, you tell them not to import any more than 225 grams, though, because we might get in trouble. Yeah. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it was um it's I suppose it's it's good for um 
the Australian industry. Uh, it, it sort of opens it up, but there was a few little nuggets in there that I was, I was looking at one about um, that. They're looking at the UK as well. Where would it, where was that? Um, yeah, I see it did say the UK, but I mean, the, in the UK, the government have already got their friends growing for them. They gave them 2 million last week to go and grow a shitload of weed, didn't they? So I don't know if they're going to allow other countries to be, uh, starting farms here unless that's who started the farm here yeah well uh, i uh i don't think they've got one in the uk um but it yeah further down it says that the um the uk is an interesting case because it's been legal for some time has a very strict regimen similar similar to the one which australia started only mm-hmm. allowing a specialist doctor to prescribe so um but yeah, it says until the UK legislation opens up to all doctors being able to prescribe, it'll be a really slow market. So I don't know. I, I think, you know, on one hand, it's it's good. On the other hand, it's not, um, you know, because again, it's a, a big pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. that um, all of a sudden now has their fingers in the pie overseas while people like us, and and small farmers and and small business that could be getting in on it can't. Yeah, it's a piss it man. It's fucking piss yeah. You know, but they have a head start. You know, for anybody to have a head start in anybody else's fucking countries are faster me. All these hmm. individual countries should be able to start up their own farms. It's like all the states in the USA. You know, they don't allow the interstate commerce. Is that what it's called, monkey? Yeah, that's it. So we, one state we, can't sell to another. Well, you yeah. can. You can with the non-cannabis products, but right, yeah, cannabis, yeah, no. yeah. And, you know, because I just see the UK because of our extremely shitty government that we have here, that it's going to be a long time before we're actually legalized. And all these other countries are going to legalize around us. And when it does eventually become legal in the UK, there's already going to be companies set up and anybody yeah. in the UK who has always wanted to have a cannabis business. Like I would like to do something like that. But by the time it happens, by the time I'm allowed to do it without having to go to prison for it, then I'm not going to be able to because it's already going to be taken over by Canada, USA, Australia, Germany, you know, different parts of Europe. They're already going to be here, well-founded and ready to start these businesses. And anybody in the UK is just going to get left behind. And that's fucking shit. It's it's not just the UK. See, this this is this was part of the reason that I I picked this article to have this mm. discussion because it's the it's the same thing here. So yeah. it's at that point where all the big players are getting um getting all of the licenses and you know little players can't get anything. Mm-hmm. There was another article that was behind a paywall and I refused to pay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to bring that one up. <clears throat> but it was saying that. Uh, a small producer who grows herbs. That's that's what she does, grows herbs. That's her thing. Um, so basil and whatever else. Um, and that she was saying that she spent $70,000 on trying to get accredited so that she could grow her own cannabis and start her own cannabis business only to then be denied right at the last part. Um, 70 grand. So 70 yeah. grand mm-hmm. down the tubes for, you know, she's like, this is what I do. Like I, you know, there's no reason why yeah. I should not be able to to do it. But there know? is like, a reason like, why she hasn't gone and given money to her government friends. You gotta correct. you gotta oil up the government people first before you can think about doing something like this. Because if you don't, there's no way you're getting a step in. And if you it's do insane. give them the right fucking bribe, sorry, I mean campaign contribution, <laughs> then, then you are gonna be able to start up a fucking two million pound greenhouse in Scotland. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just you you starting me off again, bro. You're doing this on purpose, bro. <laughs> it's a fucking fast, man. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. It and we all though. just sit it here is. and just carry on with it because there's nothing we can do. It's not like we can go out there and do anything about it, man. We just have to keep suffering. Everything's been taken over by these rich, crooked ass motherfuckers, and we can't do anything about it. It's it's just a joke, man. Yeah, unfortunately, that's um that's the point. But see, here's the, the other side of this um, was that we had the Greens, the Aussie Greens party go ahead and, and they're looking to um, to push a legalisation bill at the moment. Part of that bill is to keep cannabis out of the hands of big tobacco and alcohol and things like that. 
so that the little guys can come through and have a shot. But then you hear shit like this and you go, how, how, how's that even going to be a chance? The little guy can't even compete mm-hmm. if this mm-hmm. is the type of money they've got to put into it. Yep. And they're mm-hmm. only going to be turned around at the last point. And then they've lost all that money. Um, and where does that money go? That's a great, that's <laughs> you know, a great it question. It ain't, mm-hmm. ain't coming back, ain't coming back to the, to it, the community, is it? But it's us. Uh, it's the cannabis community, but has to remember this, you know, don't forget how they've treated us for all of these years. And when it is legal in our country and we're allowed to go and buy cannabis, Buy it from the small guys, man. Buy it from the mum and pup stores. You might have to buy a little bit extra. You, you know, you might have to pay a little bit more, but it, it's worth it uh, in my in my uh, opinion to pay that little bit extra to support these companies that ain't just fucking trying to make profit out of us. You know, they're trying to give us a good product and haven't mm. just just bribed up the fucking sorry, contributed to the government's campaigns to allow them to sell cannabis why everybody else can't just remember this mm. man and support the young the, the the smaller companies when it does come to you because it will come to you eventually so just- rusty now just said that the little guys will never be able to supply the market without becoming the big guy silly argument mm. yes and no man like at, at the end of the day look at things like um craft beers right yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there's there's a huge market for craft beer here in australia and if you you can liken cannabis is in the same way there there's no reason why you can't have little mum and pop stores that have their own little market garden out the back it and and they can make a decent um a, a decent living off that not everybody wants the the big market shit that that everybody's getting people want to be mm-hmm. able you know i for one would love to be able to just go down the road go and see a local farmer Go and see where it's grown. See what they're using. What they what they uh, you know what what they're doing. What their practices are like, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whole point is not to supply the bigger the bigger market. That's that's not what they're they're eyeing at. These these yeah. bigger medicinal ones, yeah, they're supplying a, a a bigger market. But the point is is that they're also pushing out the little ones, and that's that's where I have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I've got a problem with them with it just being you can either have this and that's it or nothing that's you know or the fact that these guys are then supplying the smaller stores and the smaller market because they've now got the monopoly that's the problem i have mm-hmm, with it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. eventually it'll all just be amazon <laughs> weed anyway so we just all have to <laughs> be prepared for that <laughs> Amazon so, weed. <laughs> so uh, we should quickly move on and do margins and then we can come back to your second article in a bit there bubble yeah that's cool so well, yeah, what are you saying, Marge? Good. Well, and some good news, some marijuana Yay. legalization not associated <laughs> with increased rates of psychosis. American oh. Medical Association study of 63 million people finds. Even, so this even is not the mind altering. What about the mind altering super skunk we have here in the UK? I can't speak to that. I'm just going by <laughs> what this article says. And 63 million people is a pretty good sized study. Yeah, for I sure. would mm-hmm. argue. And the American Medical Association, I think that's a pretty big deal as well. This article comes from Marijuana Moment. And what they have found is that there is no st- statistically significant increase in psychosis related diagnoses in states that have legalized cannabis compared to those that continue to criminalize cannabis, a new study published by the AMA has concluded. Researchers at Stanford University, the University of Pennsylvania, and the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs carried out an analysis of more than 63 million health insurance beneficiaries from the years 2003 to 2017 to address the idea that cannabis reform could be linked to higher rates of psychosis which certain prohibitionists have cited to argue against legalization. I think we've heard a lot of those arguments many times before. The study published in the Journal of American Medical Association Psychiatry determined that compared with no legal policy, states with legalization policies experienced no statistically significant increase in rates of these psychosis-related diagnoses. Um. Because often that is something that's used to say, you know, you shouldn't legalize cannabis because this is what happens. People start using more weed and then it leads to increased usage rates among adults. And then you have these higher rates of psychosis related diagnoses going around. 
This study is the first and largest to our knowledge to quantify the association of medical and recreational cannabis policies with rates of psychosis-related health care claims across the U.S. states, they wrote. Unlike certain prior studies, we did not observe a statistically significant association of state cannabis policy level with overall rates of psychosis-related diagnoses or prescribed antipsychotics. You say that unlike prior studies, name and shame, bro. Name and shame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they may have named some of these. I'm just going through it now. Um, that said, a secondary evaluation of the data that relied on a much smaller sample did indicate the rates of psychosis-related diagnosis increased significantly among men, people aged 55 to 64 years old, and Asian beneficiaries in states with recreational policies compared with no policy. And they're saying the definition of psychosis-related diagnosis includes non-effective psychosis, mood disorders with psychotic features, substance-related psychosis, and other psychosis. They keep saying this word psychosis. I'm not really sure that that definition It's for really... Google SEO. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm not really sure what all of those mean exactly, but I have heard this before. I think we've probably talked about it on this show in articles, how you, know, you get some organization coming out there saying, if you legalize weed, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have increased rates of people dealing with this you know, substance-related psychosis and other psychoses. Um, and basically they're saying they attract 63 million people, which is not a small number, and said, yeah, we're not really finding, we're not really finding that. Maybe in a small, like they're, they are referencing this smaller study, but they're saying much smaller, although they don't really say how much smaller. But again, 63 million people is a pretty significant number of folks to have followed and, mm-hmm. and you know, use the data from. Um as states continue to introduce new cannabis policies, continued evaluation of psychosis as a potential consequence of state cannabis leg- legislation may be informative. While the idea of linking cannabis to psychosis comes up regularly in prohibitionist arguments against reform efforts, author Alex Berenson, author Alex Berenson has built a reputation as one of the chief peddlers of this concept. His other claims about marijuana being used or use being associated with violent behavior was cited in a federally funded 2019 study finding that legalization has little to no impact on rates of violence or property crime. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I wasn't really either. That took a plot yeah. twist. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you could even say as opposed to alcohol, you know. Right. And I think they do mention that. And that was an article, the one that might even even have been me, where, you know, places where they've legalized alcohol or legalized cannabis, rates of alcohol use has gone down and opioid mm-hmm. use as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, another federally funded study released this month found that people who live in states where recreational cannabis is is legal experience lower rates of alcohol use disorder compared to those states, uh, those who live in states where cannabis remains illegal. So just what, what we were just talking about legalize weed and you have to deal less with you have to deal less with alcohol problems which kind of makes sense mm-hmm. i think well it's good um, news to hear finally though that this you know this ultra high thc weed is not really going to kill us right it <laughs> also that. says the ama journals have been particularly active in the cannabis research space this year which i think is great news a study published by the association determined that one in three chronic pain patients report using marijuana as a treatment option, and most of that group has used cannabis as a substitute for other pain medications, including opioids. So the fact that this, uh, you know, association and journal is getting into a lot of this cannabis research, it's a, it's about time. And I mm-hmm. think it's a, a really positive mm-hmm. thing for the world of cannabis, because if you have people doing these studies, it gets even more difficult to argue against legalization or some kind of decriminalization, decrim or whatever, because the studies are showing it's not it's not the uh, harmful thing that has long been touted. Just 63 million people. It's, it's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. like a, there's 350 million people in the USA, right, Monty? Ish. Is closer yeah. to 300 or no? 331.9 as of yeah. 2021. Right. That's so 63 the... million people, like usually they're like, oh, we did a study of like 2,000 people. No, this is yeah, a lot. Most of, them have, most of them have been under 5,000. This is a great one here because it covers it's multiple huge. states, multiple cultures, lots of people. It's great. And it was right. done and between like, yeah. 2003 and 2017 as well. So it was over a long period of time. 
and the American mm-hmm. Medical Association, you know, that's uh, has mm-hmm. some prestige with it. And they're, these are coming out of like Harvard and Veteran Affairs and the University of Pennsylvania. This isn't uh, this isn't insignificant either. But, you so. know, I hate to come back to it, but, you know, the UK, <laughs> you know how it is. It's like, oh, but we have to do our own studies. They'll have to do their own studies. That's you know, 63 right. million is pretty much the population of the UK. Yeah. Right. But, but, you right. know, we need to do a, a better study. We need to be That's right. more refined. Know, what does Stanford know? Come on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We've got Oxford over here. Do you not know? Right. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fucking ridiculous. But yeah, this could That's potentially it, be very good news. It's something to cite, isn't it? When you're, when you're coming up with uh, arguments, man. Like when you when you're, you're trying to pr- present an argument to legalize cannabis and somebody says psychosis. We're like, you should check this study out from the American Medical <laughs> Association that says you are full of shit. You know, that's exactly right. what I'm thinking, because so many yeah. people that I've talked to about legalizing cannabis, first thing oh. they talk about is how it's going to make you mentally unstable. But Geller right. did bring up a good point there in chat. Does this mean you don't turn into a bat? That isn't suggested in the article. <laughs> that hasn't been studied. So we don't know the answer to that. I am yet. still yeah. hopefully looking for my bat weed. If I find yeah. it, I guarantee you I will let everyone know. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's the thing they had they had a problem trying to find the bat weed and so they just went ah oh, we'll just use the regular old stuff and we'll we'll just do it on that mind altering super skunk. Yeah, it's finally Fucking good to hear out. somebody though they made a big study like this and it gives mm-hmm. us good news. But I guarantee yeah. you, within six months, the study will be you know buried. Kind of or stuff. replaced by a better one because it sounds or, like they're doing a lot of studies. That's what I was saying at the mm-hmm, end of the article mm-hmm. that they're taking a yeah. particular interest in this cannabis research. So hopefully they continue bringing us uh, news about stuff we already knew. Yeah, yeah. It seems like <laughs> federal legalization here in, in the state seems almost like a tennis match. You know, the, for, yeah. somebody will throw this one across the net. Oh, yeah, but what about this? And then they got to debunk that one back and forth, back and forth is all we're mm-hmm. doing. It's just, it's just, sorry, much. Oh, so I was just going to say, it's just interesting that they they do this because the more studies that come out, I mean, they're saying it has little to no impact on rates of violent violence or property crime. It helps people use less opioids, which obviously has been a huge problem. It helps people use less alcohol, obviously brings a lot of problems to society. And now this whole idea that it, it increases rates of psychosis, which is now just, you know, pretty much been debunked in some sense, like... Mm-hmm what legs they have left to stand on just legalize this shit yeah come on man come on what's the problem here you know that's right biden call me so anyway one more to get get done before we move on to the break what are you saying bobby you got one more to cover here from i do have one more and from bacon australia in many ways bacon yeah so this this was a fun one that i saw um so the tagline is, can anyone smell pot? Huge cannabis stash blazed up, covering Sydney suburb in smoke. Uh, so here we are. Summer in Australia has been fairly standard, but for some Sydney residents, it was more than just blue skies with no clouds in sight, unless you count a large stash of marijuana covering the entire Hills District in smoke. Uh, police and firefighters spent hours on a property in Galston, north of Sydney, controlling the marijuana burn. Even the most skilled firefighters were unable to keep the smoke from spreading throughout the neighbourhood. Face masks were worn by the crews at the burning site to shield them from the smoke, but not everyone was that lucky. What about the rest of the neighbourhood? Uh, police did advise <laughs> residents to keep their windows shut. Oh, hell what no. do you do when you smell a bit of the green stuff over the fence? Well, you, you sit up in the front yard and, and breathe That's deeply. Right. <laughs> yeah. Open those windows wide. <laughs> yeah, well, you head straight onto your Facebook neighbourhood page, of course. Uh, can anyone else smell pot everywhere in Galston Village? One concerned Facebook user questioned. Yes, a local replied. Now my car smells like it did in the 90s. <laughs> Fumes are very, very strong, said another. Uh, cannabis smoke filled the area with reports of hazy smoke and all of the accompanying aromas with it. An amused local thought it was hilarious, telling Nine News it smells like the whole place is smoking marijuana. See, now, just but just to m- add here, sorry to interrupt, Bobohar, but the reason why they are destroying these cannabis plants in the first place is to protect the public from cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> now the whole fucking you know what i mean how (laughs) how many kids right now because it's not like the kids aren't going to be able to breathe this shit in it's it's affecting everybody so Mm -hmm. what the fuck were they thinking man absolutely ridiculous 
absolutely fucking ridiculous. Sorry, Bubble. No, you're right. It says, uh, uh, but mystery still surrounds how the weed pile got there in the first place. Police who were on the scene with fire crews and the riot squad said they were dismantling an alleged cannabis cultivation. Investigations are continuing, a police spokesperson said when asked whose weed it was, as if they were going to say it was old mates from down the road. They're police, <laughs> not the local blabbermouth who abuses the neighbourhood page, knocking on everyone. Uh, I guess that has to be the biggest sesh we've seen yet. Wasn't the most intentional use of the stuff, but some do say it's made for sharing. So, uh, Indeed. I thought that was I thought that was funny. It's you know trying to make a statement by burning it and then just dosing half the fucking. City. You know what the fuck, man? <laughs> did, did you ever see that? Uh, there was a news reporter. He was in Afghanistan and they were burning a shitload of opium and heroin and ganja in a big pile behind him. And he's trying to report on it, but he's obviously getting smashed at the same time. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know, like thirty seconds in, he just keeps on fucking laughing at himself because he's so fucking <laughs> smashed. It's hilarious, man. This is what happens when you burn the shit. That that wasn't like that. This is what we all want to do with it to get high. What what was that a good idea? Who would have thought of that? Yeah, no, you know, I I, I just found it funny that they decided, oh, we'll just do an open air burn on a windy day. Yeah, good. Are work. you sure that wasn't the uh, wasn't the Australian contingent of Percy's over there? Uh, as a meeting? That's right. It, it couldn't have been. They've all just bailed once they saw Riot Squad turn up. It was right. Hook. <laughs> it was Hook. <laughs> <laughs> um but that's that's what got me was the fact that it was you know they had riot squad and and the fireys and everything there and you think you know what a waste of police resources and then you know yeah you've done you've done the exact opposite of what you were trying you were setting out to achieve mm-hmm. you're gonna make mm-hmm. a point by burning a pile and then everyone around's like mm, burn some more Do it again. <laughs> that's right <laughs> You know, it's the only time when you're like, I hope they find more grows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, good story. Nice one to finish up on there. Something nice and lighthearted and cheery. Yeah. Uh, we've got hmm. some forum news, which we'll quickly get onto here. We have, uh, don't forget everybody, that we are on Rumble now as well as YouTube. So if you are not on Rumble yet, then do head over there and find us high on homegrown and subscribe to our channel on Rumble because they are a lot more cannabis friendly and we're just building a channel over there. We'll take time, but we'll get there. Uh, you, you you all follow on Rumble now, right? I do, yeah. I do believe I do. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so, and that's about it really for the cannabis news, uh, the forum news. We don't have a lot to share one this other week. Thing. But we've got uh, the interviews here. Sorry, Monkey, yeah. you want to do yours first? Oh, yeah. We did have a, a vote finish up on Plan of the Month for January, and that Sweet. was won by uh, M.A. Tommy. Cool. Hey, well done. Well done, so my well Tommy. Done. Yes. Yeah. We was also, uh, we was on a uh, bubble and myself was on a podcast on Saturday morning in the UK, Sunday, uh, Saturday evening, if you was in Australia with Hook from, uh, you want to talk about that bubble quickly? Mm, oh yeah, so we jumped on and, and had a chat from uh, with Hook from the Aussie Grows Show. Um, so basically, it was just a just a chat, just to get to know him and and for um, a lot of the Aussies to get to know us. So which was good, and we'll get him over here to have a chat with us as well. So um, so our viewers can come and see him. But if you uh, if you get a chance, jump over and uh, check out his channel. He's got some good content there and um, typical Aussie larrikin. So if um, <laughs> if you find me funny, you'll find him hilarious. Yes, man. It was good fun. It was a good interview. Mm, it was actually. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Well, we say interview. And, um, They're never really interviews. It's just sessions where we just chat shit together. Yeah, it was just a big, yeah, big session chat. So um, mm-hmm. that was good. It was good fun. Yes. So uh, I've been doing more pages on the High and Homegrown website, making my way through all of the grow guides so far. It's coming along nicely. So check out the highonhomegrown.com website if you haven't done that yet. But of, of course, we have some interviews this week, which we want to let you know about. We have Jorge Cervantes, who is returning on the 31st of January, which is Tuesday. He's going to come and join us. We're going to chat some shit with Jorge, talk about his book, see how things are going. You know, the same old stuff, which we usually do. Uh, on the third, which is on Friday, Tommy Chung will be coming back to High and Homegrown. Uh, to just, I don't know, just chat some shit with Tommy Chung, you know, get high and see see what he's been up to. See See... If he has any new plans, what's going on with Tommy Chong World and all that shit, Cheech and Chong World, mm. was it? 
yeah. So we'll just catch up with me, see what's going on. Daniel McQueen on the 7th of February, Lizzie Post on the 9th of February. Uh, Madame Cannoli is coming to join us on the 16th of February to talk about the Frenchie's film, the Frenchie Dreams of Hashish. That's going to be starting mm-hmm. to be streamed on the internet pretty soon. And when it does start to get streamed online, we'll do a special watch party where we can uh, all just get together and watch the the film together. That would nice. be very cool. Uh, Jordan Rivers come in to join us on the 23rd of February. And we have Nikki and Swami Shatanya coming to join us on the 28th of February. So that's all the interviews we've got right now. And if you want to see any of those interviews live, then come and sign up to the Patreon. Where just go to patreon.com slash Percy's Grow Room and you become a patron for as little as four twenty a month. Which is very cheap, very cheap. And it's a great way to support the show and you get access to all of these interviews and you also get access to a special section on Percy's and a special section on the Discord server as well. And I've also made it on the Discord server. So if you're a VIP, you get double XP. Just saying. Ooh, yeah, very yeah. cool. <laughs> you probably haven't Although noticed we're that watching. Yet. We're watching you, Mind Toker. Yeah, yeah. And, and Billy, and Billy, anybody, and Billy. anybody spamming will will be docked one thousand points. That's that sound. <laughs> Consider yourselves warned. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for the news. Anything else to add here? Mudge, you've got some secrets going on, man. You're not allowed to tell us about it yet. No, not yet. Oh, oh boy. Oh. Yeah. Don't say anything. <laughs> so stay tuned next week, everybody, and Marge might be right. able to tell us then. So there we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. If you check in the description of this download, you'll see links to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, Instagram page, our Discord server, and also to the High and Homegrown website. But most importantly, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash high and homegrown. We are really close to 2000 subscribers and we would massively appreciate if you just took a few minutes to head over to our YouTube channel. If you're not already a subscriber, click on that subscribe button for us and just help us get to this 2K. Uh, That would be massively appreciated. But of course, no pressure to do any of that. You can follow us on all the social networks, subscribe on YouTube, join the Discord server. If you can, come and join us on percysgrowroom.com. But the most important thing is being here and downloading these episodes. We appreciate every single download. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for downloading. It would be epic if you could share it with a friend. But again, no pressure. Just thank you for being here and listening to the show. Uh, All the information which we wanted to give was put at the end of this episode anyway. So there's not much more for me to add other than thank you. So... I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed the next one. Stay tuned for the High Ladies interview on Wednesday. So we'll see you then. Have a good week. Stay high, stay safe. And thanks again for listening. Goodbye.